0: Praise the Lord. How are we? How are we? Some are too annoyed. Life is easy. Don't be annoyed, okay? Don't be annoyed. Look at her. You are looking at me as if, you know, just lose a nap and just enjoy life. Praise the Lord. How are we? I can't see. Now this side is too annoyed. You're too serious. Life, don't be too serious for life, okay? Life is easy, okay? Take it easy. I know you're worried about this or that, but take it. Yeah, I know they forced you to come, but take it <laughs> easy. I'm going to be very brief, so take it easy, okay? Are we okay? <laughs> some, you guys, some are too tough. Your faces are too tough for me. Eh? <laughs> My sister, don't be too tough. Relax. Eh? Hey, you're in the Lord's presence. You know the Bible says? In the presence of God, there is fullness of There's fullness of, not sadness. There's fullness of joy. So just turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor relax a bit. Tell them relax a bit. Tell them life is not too hard. Tell them don't be too serious. (laughs) Yes, but still some are saying, "Mm -mm, life is hard. (laughs) Now if you're not yet paying rent, if you're not take, yet taking children to school and you're this serious, now what will happen when you start to? So relax, eh? Relax, enjoy. When you're still under daddy, mommy's care, do what? Enjoy. Amen? Yeah. Uh, Reverend Misuseira uh, Mukada Mukadaiga, ETC. Tendo Cookie Man. I think I'm very privileged because I started this book of Ephesians. Who remembers? You're too serious that you... Hey, you remember. Great. If I had a sweet, I would have given it, but I don't have it. (laughs) I started the book of Ephesians with you, and I've come to concluding. So simply put, I have taken you... I've I've, I've taken you... Eh? I've taken you through the whole book, eh? (laughs) I've taken you through the whole book. Is that English? It sounds weird. Okay. So I started. Now I'm ending. So by extrapolation, I've done the whole book with you. Amen? So uh, Christine has prayed, and I'm not adding on anything because her prayer moves mountains. By the tweet, what is Christine? Hey, now the tweet that we can make karango. If you have any problem and you need someone to pray for you, Christine is there. She can't pray seriously. Hey, <laughs> that's just to to just get us started. So, the theme I was given: be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, as we finish that particular portion, look at the first word, finally. The first word is, by the way, you're going to preach with me by force today. We are preaching together, okay? So, those who came very annoyed, at least you have something to speak, okay? So, the word is finally. What is the meaning of finally? I want to hear some two, three hands and, and people speaking. Two, three people from those serious people there? Yes, you're too serious. Yes. <laughs> and you're my friend, aren't you? Uh-huh. Finally. Uh-huh. When someone says finally, what comes to mind? Oh. We can have the microscope closer. Uh-huh. Ah, it means like it has come to an end. It has come to an end. end. We clap for her. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Two more. Another person around here. At least the most serious one. Then I'll call that most serious one. And now they're starting to smile. <laughs> okay, finally. It's okay. Uh, I think in simple terms, finally means it's over. It's over. Uh-huh. We clap for her. And lastly, I want a gent now. If you are not surviving, why did you sit in front? You come. You come. <laughs> I'm punishing you for sitting closer to me. Finally. For well, me, I think it's the end of everything. Obviously. The end of everything. Let's come for them. Uh-huh. So, the arguments that Paul has been presenting, the issues Paul has been talking about, There is something that he has been talking about consistently. Now he says, finally, the end of the matter. In summary, in conclusion, as I wind up, pay close attention to this. But for us to understand what he's talking about very well, let's go back where we started, and I'm going to just summarize for us. This church in Ephesus... We said it had these pressures. Remember, those who remember, but if you can't remember, just know it from now. This church had been birthed in an area which was full of idolatry, full of magic, full of worship of all these things. And we said there was even a goddess that was worshipped. Do you remember the name of that goddess? Some of you, it is your name. The goddess Diana or Artemis. The goddess of fertility was worshipped in this place. So as these people come to faith, remember they have deserted the other worship. Now they have come into worshipping Christ, worshipping God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, worshipping our Lord Jesus Christ. And so there is a fear that actually maybe this Christ may not be very, very sufficient. So Paul writes to them in the first chapter reminding them affirming that what you received is enough. You have every spiritual blessing in Christ. And he reminds them that Christ has conquered Christ has conquered authorities Christ has conquered rulers Christ has conquered powers. So he's above whatever you made fear. You made fear the charms You may fear the magic. You may fear the other gods that you knew. But just know that this God you've embraced, this Christ, is above all rule, is above all authority. And he reminds them in chapter 1 that actually, even the power that rose Christ from the dead is at work in you who do what? Who believe. So he tells them just know your position. And down as he continues, he says that we've even been brought together, united together, Jews, Gentiles, we are one. So there is one faith, there is one Lord, there is one baptism, there is one Father who is all in all. So whatever that belongs to Christ, God has given it to the church. That's what he he affirms as he goes through this epistle. So now, as we come down about chapter 5, there, he says, So, in your relations, that must be reflected. The supremacy of God must be reflected as you submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And it comes to us even as children. He says, As children, so live in obedience to your parents. But also, as parents, there you treat your children matters. He comes to us who are workers, who have bosses. He he comes to us who are maybe bosses of others. That day you treat each other must reflect this faith that you have received. And at that point, he says, now finally, pay attention to these things. Take a closer look at these things. He says, finally, the schemes of the devil are real. Even when you've come to this faith, you're not immune to the attacks of the enemy. You live in a place which has its ruler. And the Bible is clear. Jesus says it clearly. I saw Satan fall down like lightning. Is he on earth? And the Apostle Peter reminds us in his epistle that your enemy, the devil, moves around roaring, looking for someone to devour. But he says, resist him. So, now as we tackle these friends, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Let me first run to verse 11. I'll come back to verse 10. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So he says, the schemes of the devil, even when you have been redeemed, even when you are a new creation. Because in chapter 3, i had reminded them, remember at one time you were separate from Christ, se- separated from citizenship in Israel, foreigners to the covenants of promise, but God in Christ has brought you near. By grace, you have been saved. You are now partakers. You are God's workmanship created in Christ. But it says, even when that is true, the devil's schemes are still by and large. So he says, you are living in this world where the prince of darkness, where the ruler of this age is at work. And this ruler of this age, who is the devil, is looking for opportunities to bring you down. But he says, as he's doing that, be strong in the Lord. That how the way you're going to defeat Satan, the way you're going to, to, to walk over the devil's schemes is not any other thing, but being strong in the Lord. And also in the strength of His might. I'll be coming to that later. everyone to verse 13. "Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days." That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Verse 14 Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Stand firm. Stand therefore. He talks about the day of evil, an evil day. He says there is that day that normally comes. There is that hour of testing that normally comes. But he talks about stand. He says when that hour comes, you must stand. But you're not going to stand in your might. You're not going to stand based on your strength. You're not going to stand based on your wisdom. You're not going to stand based on me. You're going to stand based on this thing. Strength in the Lord. That was a very very nice song. Good choice. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. So he says, the day of evil will come. The day of testing will come. It has come. It comes every day almost. But he says, you must stand not fall. Don't waver. Don't hide. You must stand head on and face it. But how are you going to face it? You face it in the strength of the Lord. Amen? Walk with me. There's a point I'm trying to make. And take note. he says, take up the whole armor of God. and Underline that. Having done all, To stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. Having put on the breast of righteousness and as shoes for your feet. Having put on. I'm emphasizing certain things. Having, 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 having. Those who know some little English. Which tense is that? Present? Present? Present continuous. You know, at times I hear people engaged in spiritual warfare saying, now this time we take on the full armor, we take on the belt of truth, we take on no. It's not about summoning these things, friends. It's not about summoning. We summon the whole armor. No. He says, You must stand having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of life, having put on the redness given by the gospel of peace, that it is a continuous thing that you must be in that place where you are fully armed with the truth, where you are fully, you know, where you are fully having righteousness, and that righteousness is from Christ himself, where you are always ready to proclaim the gospel. It's a present to that what is going to help you stand against the schemes of wickedness, against the schemes of the devil is basically living out this Christian life. It's basically, if, you, if you're to examine very well that whole armor is basically, in summary, Jesus Christ, as I will be showing you. That if you're going to stand, you must be in consistent, constant. Which other can I use? Perpetual. Which other can I use? Which other can I use? (laughs) Fellowship with Jesus Christ. Walk with me. I know I'm being more complicated, but follow. You're going to understand what I'm saying. So what he's saying is that on the evil day, you must be found already standing firm. You don't wait for the temptations. The temptations are always before us. But present continuous each day, we must be taking up truth. Each day we must be gleaning from the word of God to get the truth of God's word vis-a-vis the lies of the enemy. Each day we must be relating with Christ through our devotion, through our prayer, through our commitment to his word. That righteousness is daily being, you know, renewed in us. That each day we must be taking up faith and how is faith taken up? Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, Romans 10:17. That each day we must pay attention to the word of Christ. And as the more we pay attention to his word, the more faith is built, the more we are not going to fall prey to the schemes of the evil one, the more we are going to deter wrong teaching, the more we are going to know that this is the way I'm going to stand as a lady, this is the way that I'm going to stand as a young man, this is the way that I'm going to stand as I do my homework, this is the way, the way I'm going to stand as a university student because there is faith that is being built in me. I'm developing convictions after God. And so when I'm consistent in that place, then I'm able to Stand. So in this scripture, one of the words you should be underlining is the word of stand. Stand firm. Take on the whole armor. Put on. Not someone, As some of you summon it in your spiritual affair. Put on. Present continuous daily. You don't say, ah, narokoka. No. The helmet of salvation each day. Each day. That you're being reminded of how much Christ did for you, of how He has reconciled you to God. Each day it must be, you must be reminded; otherwise, the devil will take you off. He will bring certain times for you to doubt your salvation. But put on the helmet of salvation. Let your mind be reminded daily that I am saved, I am being saved, I will be. Saved, I was saved from the penalty of sin, from death. I am being saved from the powers, the grips of sin, and finally, when Christ returns, I will be saved from the presence of sin. It must be a daily reminder. So, even when I fall today, I remember that this salvation that I took up, I took up this salvation, and this Christ is compassionate. Is Christ who forgives. Is Christ who invites me that even when I have fallen, he says, come back. He says, come to me. He says, you know, when a man falls down, doesn't he get up? Because I am being reminded of the salvation that I received, that I can return to the throne of grace. I will receive mercy. It's a reminder each day. That if you have fallen, you do not stay in. Because the day of evil has come. Yes, it has defeated you. But I can get up and face another day of evil. So the word is stand. Tell your neighbor, stand. Are we there? Evil is everywhere. Evil schemes are all over. But we must stand firm against them. So how do we stand firm? One, we go back to verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You must draw strength from the Lord. You must draw strength from the strength of his might. That is very philosophical. Recall in in the in the first chapter, verse 19 to 23, I'm going to summarize it. Verse 19 to 23. Of course, it was Paul's prayer, but what did he pray? He referred to the fact that that great power that rose Christ from the dead is at work in all who believe. So he prayed that the Ephesians would experience that power. They would know that revelation would be daily theirs. So the same applies to us. We must remember that this power that rose Christ from the dead is the same power at work in us who believe. And that is where we draw strength. We are strong in his might. We are strong in the fact that he rose. He defeated death. He defeated the devil. So that is where we draw our strength. Look at verse 12. Let's let's compare verse 12... Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. He says, that he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Underline heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Underline far above all rule, authority, power and dominion. And above every name that is Named, let me first at that. Now go to Ephesians 6 12. Verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Take note, heavenly places are hinted the other side. Rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces. All those do a comparison. In chapter 1, he says, Christ, you know, has been given power in the heavenly places over rulers, over cosmic powers, over spiritual forces, and is above all names. You you get that? That is in chapter 1. Now, in chapter 6, he says, Our battle is against the same. Are we together? Our battle is against rulers, authorities, powers, spiritual forces in the heavenly places. But Christ in chapter 1 has already dealt with those. Hallelujah. So Christ sits in the heavenly places far above all those. And God has placed all things under his feet. And actually down he says he has given all things to the church which is his body. So if now Paul is telling us that our struggle is against those, then he takes me back. Stand, be strong in his mighty strength. Because he has already conquered what we are battling with. Hallelujah. So Christ has already conquered powers. He has already conquered authorities. He has already conquered Cosmic powers, he has already conquered rulers, he has already conquered spiritual forces. So now our role is to stand. Are we together? Our role is to stand. This is the analogy. Christ has already gotten the devil, all these powers, he has bound them. Actually, Colossians chapter, I think, 1 or chapter 2, he says the same. He gives that analogy that he led them as captive in his victory procession. So he has bound them. They are, they are just having the last kicks of a dying what? Horse. But he has already bound them. They are now there. Ours is to stand over them because he has given authority to the church. The church is who? The church is who? You and me. So now the call is to stand in Christ. That is the emphasis. Because Christ has already dealt with these powers that wage war against us. Have I complicated it? Have I complicated it? So in summary, the whole armor is all about standing in Christ. Be strong in Christ. Let your faith in Christ move you. The truth of Christ's victory over evil and our consequent victory is what we must stand on. The truth is that Christ is sufficient. He is above rulers. He is above authorities. Actually, the the scripture I was hinting on is Colossians 2.15. Christ disarmed rulers. He disarmed authorities and put them to open shame. NIV says, you know, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. So our call is to put on, to take up the whole hammer of God. Those are active verbs. Do what? Put on and do what? Take up. And that is what will enable us to stand. So, what are we to put on? One, the belt of truth. That is God's word. Jesus himself. The truth is also this, that Satan is defeated. Hallelujah. The truth is also this, is that Christ has given us victory over all these forces. So we don't need to fear. That truth must be with us if we are going to to win the battle against the enemy. The truth is this, is that there is no sin that is too tough for God if you're going to win the evil one, even when you're you're struggling with that addiction, the truth is that Christ can redeem you. The truth is that there is no sin that God cannot forgive. So let that truth of the gospel, let that truth of Christ's victory over sin, be your anchor as you fight against sin. The truth is, is that God forgives. So stand firm, On that truth. Then it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He says, He who knew not sin became sin that we may become the righteousness of God. So in Christ we are made right. So we must have Christ, friends. We must know that what Christ has accomplished is enough for us. And the third piece is the gospel of peace and salvation. So the gospel is simple. God is in Christ reconciling people to himself. And in Colossians 1.13 it says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So as people come to Christ through the acceptance of the gospel, we must know that God has delivered us. That we have peace with God. And so that truth is what enables us to walk a victorious life. And the, fifth, the fourth bit is, take on faith. Take on the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. As I said, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. So the more we hear the word of Christ, the more we are going to resist the schemes of wickedness. So the question for us as young people is this. What am I hearing? What am I listening to? Who is speaking to me? How much attention do I give to the word of God? So ask your neighbor. Neighbor. When did you last read your Bible? So you're going to find that if faith is to be built in us, we must not run away from the word of God. But also this is another fact, is that faith, our faith is hinged on the finished work of Christ on the cross. And so remembering that Christ has conquered the devil. The fact that if you remember that Christ has conquered the evil one, then you're able to stand. And the opposite of faith is doubt. So you must not doubt what Christ has accomplished if you're going to fight against the schemes of evil. Praise the Lord. We're talking about the yama, that what is going to enable us to stand firm is the belt of truth, which is basically God's word and Jesus himself. Then we talked about righteousness, which is actually what we get from Christ, that right standing with God. Then I talked about the gospel of peace and salvation, which is basically still from Christ, who has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of, uh, of his son he loves. That is Colossians 1.13. Then we talked about faith and the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and that's what where I was where I had that faith comes from hearing the word of Christ. And also the fact that if we believe in the finished work of Christ, then our faith is built. So what I was asking is what are we listening to as young people? At times we've listened to so many things. That instead of faith, we have fear. Instead of faith, we have doubt. Will God really forgive me? So the evil one puts you down more and more because you're you're listening to lies. Can God really deliver me from this addiction? And then you begin to listen to those lies. You think what I'm going through, God is not able. But we are called to take on the shield of faith. be more in God's word. The more we are in God's word, the more our faith is built. At times we fear the evil one because we have listened so much talk about demons. And so even when a fly passes, you fear. Even when you everything, you fear. But we are called to talk, to take on the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is faith as I come to a conclusion? Faith is that confident trust in God and God alone and in the work of Jesus Christ. So you, you confidently move knowing Christ has conquered. So I, I fear no evil. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. God is with me. And then we are victors. And the last bit of the armor is what I'm calling prevailing prayer. He says, in all these, which verse is that? After the element of salvation, verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Keep even praying for the saints. So, the last bit there we are going to stand firm is continuous praying, pray at all occasions. Intercede for the brethren. Pray for each and every one. Pray that different Christians will be strengthened. Pray for your faith. Pray for yourself to be strong in the Lord. And in conclusion, friends, a closer look at the armor can be summarized in this statement. Put on Jesus Christ. Do what? Put on Jesus Christ. So the call is be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power, in the might that God has given you in Christ. As you go about, each day has its own evils before us. Each day has its own temptations. Each day they are flaming arrows of the enemy. But do what? Stand. Where are you standing? You're standing in Christ. Amen? Let us pray. Let us pray. I don't know what exactly God is speaking to you. But I want you to respond to God in prayer. Maybe you've lived in fear of the evil one. Maybe you've doubted God's work. Just say, Lord, build faith in me. Build faith in me. Help me to love your word. The more we love his word, the more faith is built in us. The more faith is built in us, the more we are going to overcome, the more we are going to conquer, the more we are going to stand. We cannot stand void of God's word. We cannot stand void of salvation that Jesus gives. So just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself in a minute. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these, your children. Lord, you've told us there is that day of evil. Yet when even that day comes, Lord, may you enable us to stand that we will continuously put on Christ. Elsewhere, Lord, your word says put on Christ. Lord, help us to put on Christ. Help us to have this firm belief in the victory that Christ has conquered the evil one. Help us to know that there is no addiction that you cannot deal with. Help us to know that there is no power of darkness that can stand against us because Christ, you are above powers, you are above authorities, you are above dominions, you are above spiritual forces and you have won the victory. So may we stand in that place, Lord, knowing that you have overcome. Friends, I just want to pray for one particular person. One, two. You feel your strength is going down. You feel your faith is down. You just need that encouragement. I'm going to just ask you stand and I pray with you. You feel your faith is down because of maybe what you've gone through. There are even some doubts that, I, that had started coming in your mind. That God cannot forgive me, God cannot deliver me, God cannot, you know, come to my aid. And you've exalted the evil one, you've exalted the powers of darkness above Christ. I want to just ask you, stand and I pray with you. Stand and I pray with you. You are saying, I need strength from God. I need strength. Just stand and pray to me. Just stand and pray with me. Lord, I pray for my sisters who have stood. Lord, you will strengthen them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that your word will be real in their lives. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus where they have doubted that Lord, you will expel those doubts with the truth of your word. Lord, if they have been captured by, you know, all these wrong philosophies, if they are feared because of the constant teaching of demons, Lord, I pray that Lord, you will bring them to that place of your word where your word is exalted in their mind You've told us to take on the helmet of salvation. Lord, I pray in the name of just that salvation will protect their mind. Knowing that Christ has conquered. Knowing that your work on the cross it was a finished work. This is the work that has conquered everything. Lord, send them deliverance. Lord, send them total healing. Lord, send them new salvation. Lord, let your word build faith in these, your and so, my sisters, as you stand, I pray that God will strengthen your faith. Christ prayed for Peter, saying, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift like you like But I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Lord Jesus, as you prayed for Simon, I pray that these people's faith will not fail. Even at that hour of testing. Even in that, evil day. Lord, I pray that their faith will not fail if maybe they have slipped off that, Lord, you will bring them back because you're you love loving God. And for the rest of us, Lord, I pray that we will walk and be strong in you. That we shall take on Jesus. That Jesus shall lead the way through and through. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God richly bless you.